0: Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with me, Nicholas Feezy. <laughs> so, uh, just for those at home, Ward said, "Why doesn't a Heidi publish a playlist?" That's right. It was Gandhi who said, "When I despair, I remember that all through history, the way of truth and love has always won. There have been tyrants." And murderers, and for a time they can seem invincible, but in the end they always fall. Think of it, always. This is the third in a series that I'm doing uh, in Lent. Um, In the first week, uh, we reminded ourselves that Jesus, on his journey to Jerusalem, knew that he was going to die. And by remaining centred on that divine within himself, rather than trying to control the events around him, or to control other people, he was able to remain focused on his purpose while, while knowing what was going to happen. We spoke about the need to keep our hearts full and not be distracted by what our minds make us think about, our worries about what other people think about us, what might happen to us, about what we think we ought to do. We then focused on filling the capacity of our hearts with the love that we have within us. Then we remain on an even keel and we're not distracted when we stay focused. And last week we looked at the the main thing that distracts us from focusing on our hearts and that's... Fear. The mind uses fear to drive us into acting. However, those actions may not be in our best interest because they're driven by our fear. Our mind becomes focused on fear and we just look at ways that we can get out of it. We looked at how fear is driving much of what's going on in the world at the moment. Putin, Ukraine, the refugees all the leaders around the situation. And we looked at the idea that if we're willing to have our fear, then wisdom often arises. The space of having our fear is often the portal for wisdom and also for that peace that passes all understanding. However, I've just noticed in myself that another feeling uh, is also coming up. And that's that feeling of helplessness. We look at the television in horror, at the situation in Ukraine, and there seems to be nothing that we can do about it. We just watch and we wring our hands. And I want to suggest that when we're in fear, one of the ways that we can move out of that is to serve others. And that's an appropriate reaction to that feeling of helplessness. Quite often, fear leaves us like a deer in the headlights. We don't move, and that exacerbates that feeling that we have of helplessness. But if we see service as a way through, then we can immediately look at where we can serve. And that does give us a way through. It takes us out of the glare of the headlights and it takes us into action. You can see it in the way that people all around the Ukrainian situation are volunteering to do anything to help. They're not just cowering in their bunkers, they're fighting, they're working in hospitals, they're serving food, helping refugees. Everyone's actually galvanized. And that takes away some of the fear that all of them must be feeling. When we accept our fear and hold it, then wisdom can come through. And that wisdom gives us the insight as to where the need is and where we can help. It doesn't really matter what you do to serve. Because I think that our lives are actually a work of art. And the very act of living that work of art from a place of love is making its own contribution. Wherever you're serving, you're expressing love, that humility, that service into the world. And in doing so, you're changing the environment that's around you. You're expressing something that's healing, giving, life-enhancing, and the universe is better off for that no matter what it is you're doing. It could literally be anything. Meditation is an act of service to the universe. What we're doing now, this is called a service. Why? Because it's offered out of love with no expectation of return. It's an act of service offered to the universe. Anything you decide and you offer out of love is an act of service. And that act of service will take you through the experience of helplessness you'll be doing something to contribute and that'll move you out of the headlights in the road to a place of safety you'll also experience making a contribution you know it could be related to the situation we're in in the world and it it might not the key is making the contribution and that in itself will take you to another place too often our attention is just on ourselves and the people we directly care about. The moment you're going to service, you have the hum- humility to put your attention outside your immediate interests and to serve. Service is the end point of spirituality. The reason we meditate, the reason we study scripture, the reason we attempt union with reality is to find our place of service. And if you feel that you've not found your place of service, then it's back to the meditation cushion. And if you feel you're enlightened and you're not drawn into service, then it's back to the meditation cushion because it's your ego that thinks you're enlightened rather than the real connection with the essence of things. And so we speak, we seek to make a connection with the divine which will enable us to understand our place in the world and then find our place of service. Right now, most of us feel the fear as we look out into the world. We have to hold that fear, allow it to be there, to look past it, and in the space of that moment, choose a response. That's where our wisdom's going to be, and our wisdom will teach us where to serve. And if you can think of nothing... Then offer that nothing, which comes in the point of prayer and meditation. That experience of willing nothing, wanting nothing, and knowing nothing. That's something to offer, our prayer and our meditation. But it might be more specific. It might be helping a neighbor that we know needs something. Or a charity we're connected with. Or even even serving by coming to the chapel. Being here at this service is, as I said, an act of service. The church service comes from the old French word, service, which is an act of homage. Service at the table, mass. In being here, you guys who've come are serving at the table. You're also serving our community by coming together in solidarity. Now, I know it's easier to be at home. How... But if you're feeling that helplessness, one thing you can do is to come and be of service in community, to warm and comfort the hearts of others here, to say, this is important, to say, you're not alone in your care. Being here, thank you, those of you who come, shows that. It also encourages others in their lives and through conversations enables us to collectively act as a community when we want to. So if you don't know where to serve, come to chapel on Sundays. Sermon over. <coughs> Actually, it's not. <laughs> we, all, uh, we all have a role to play in our community, here in the valley or wherever you are watching online. What you do matters. However you behave However you treat others, however you serve, you set an example. All of us need to be conscious of that in in a time of uncertainty. And just the way you conduct yourself is a way of serving others. It, It sets that example, it shows others what you think is important, and it makes a contribution on a very deep level. I love that, I mean you all know it, but that old story of the starfish... An old man had a habit early one, of early morning walks on the beach, and one day, after a storm, he saw a human figure in the distance moving like a dancer. As he came closer, he saw that it was a young woman, and she's not dancing, but she was reaching down in the stand and picking up a starfish and gently throwing it into the ocean. young lady, he asked, why are you throwing starfish into the ocean? The sun's up, she said, the tide's going out, and if I don't throw them in, they'll die. But young lady, don't you realize that there are miles and miles of beaches and millions of starfish all along it? You can't possibly make a difference. The young woman listened politely, paused, then bent down and picked up another starfish and threw it into the sea. Well, she said, it made a difference to that one. We have to be the same in our acts of service. We may feel that none of it's making a difference to the pictures that we're seeing on television. But we are making a difference, one person at a time. And and, you know, that's all we can do in our lives. As I've said before, each of us individually has a unique relationship with life. The connection between our inner world and our outer world is a unique connection for each of us. No one else has the same connection. Each of us lives different lives in different ways with a different relationship to the universe in front of us. Our connection's unique and as a result, the universe serves us in a unique way. It brings us unique problems to solve, unique circumstances to overcome, unique people to deal with and by being open to the inner and outer world at the same time, it also brings us unique ways of being. And so the service that we give is a unique service that only each of us can individually give. It may not be up to us to fight or conduct shuttle diplomacy or serve refugees in Poland. Our role might just be doing that shopping for the neighbour or Volunteering at the local hospice, or being a smiling face to the checkout clerk at the grocery store, or coming to chapel. Only your wisdom will tell you what's right for you. But that service is the proper reaction to your fear and to your helplessness. It'll help others, but it'll also help you. We don't know the way that the world is going, but we do know the way that our worlds are going. We know the people who live in our world. We know what they need. We know what we can give. And now is the time to see how you can change the world that's directly in front of you. It is a case, we always come back to the 12 steps, but it is a case of the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things that I can. And the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, taking this world as it is and not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. That's the only way we can act, and the key word is wisdom, the wisdom to know the difference. And that links us to to last week and the wisdom that comes when we hold our fear. Service is a way of dealing with that feeling of helplessness. And we just have to have the wisdom to discern where to serve. And to truly serve, we have to have the humility, to have the empathy for those who are around us. And we do tend to get angry with those around us and tend to blame them and all that sort of business. It doesn't really help. Take that hand. He says, when you plant a lettuce... If it doesn't grow well, you don't blame the lettuce. You look for reasons as to why it's not doing well. It may need fertilizer or more water or less sun. You never blame the lettuce. Yet if we have problems with our friends or our family, we blame the other person. But if we know how to take care of them, They'll grow well, like the lettuce. Blaming has no positive effect at all, nor does trying to persuade or using reason or argument, Thich Han says. That's my experience. No blame, no reasoning, no argument, just understanding. If you understand and you show you understand, you can love and the situation will change. That's what I think is needed in the world at the moment. And if we can't act this out on the world stage, then we can do it in our world, one starfish at a time. It will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you, and if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.